Hi, everyone. It's David. Welcome to Dress for the Podcast You Want. I never thought I'd have to do this when we founded a podcast all about me and my life and how great it is. But uh, a bit of a trigger warning for this episode, if that's something that um, that you have heard about, trigger warnings. It means that we talk about some serious stuff. We still talk about uh, poop and duvets. I mean, maybe poop is a trigger warning for you, but we do talk about depression and heroin and addiction. And so if any of those are triggering for you, um, please skip this episode. Go back and listen to one of the more Tony Shalhoub centric episodes, and uh, uh, or enjoy. You know, I hope I hope that you're able to enjoy the whole episode. It has a lot of goofs, but it also has a lot of heart, which I really appreciate. Um, there's a lot of news also coming up and about right now. I'm going to try to get better at updating the Facebook and the uh, website and stuff. www.dressforthepodcast.com the Dress of the Podcast is about to join a network. Uh, there's a group called Dimly Wit Productions that's uh, starting a podcast network, and we're going to be on it, which is great. And you can see all about that at www.dimlywit.com. They do some other podcasts, and there are some other podcasts that I know that are coming to join it. So it's all just a great barrel of fucking good. Um, thanks, and enjoy the episode, or else... I will eat my pants. spicy meat double. <laughs> Are we allowed to say that? Oh, you're allowed to swear in this. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good to ask first. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yes, please. Yes. Um, here's the good news. Mm-hmm. I've already been drinking. Great. Here's the bad news. Have you tried that yet? I haven't. So I got this bottle of grappa. Gra- oh, it's grappa. Is that what it is? But I don't know. You said it was Italian. That's what it says. <laughs> Have you had grappa before? No. I Maybe. I think it's pear. I know they should. Oh. It sounds familiar. I was in Bulgaria for a while, and I feel like I drank something silly there. Something uh, silly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was grappa. It smells pungent. Um, but I'm going to give it a whirl. Like something you would fly an airplane on? That kind of pungent? or One time, Megan and I went to an Italian dinner. Oh, and yeah. And we're pretty sure the mafia was there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, It yeah. was just a big group of dudes who were all very confident. And, <laughs> and they were definitely celebrating somebody at that table's birthday. And then they, we were there for our anniversary, like our third anniversary. Oh, yeah. And they, we were there for a bit, almost as long as they were. And they started sending drinks over to us and oh they went well they went you gotta try this uh like shrimp thing oh yeah yeah and yeah they sent an order over and yeah and they gave us a cognac and that was like gasoline i could not oh, wonderful did they know it was your anniversary or were they just, yeah, yeah oh, that's they? Yeah. Oh, well okay. they did because we told them because it was oh, just us that. and this big party of dudes and it's like a small restaurant so it was like it's only enough for their table and then ours and maybe one other one and oh. they were like what are you doing and we were like it's our anniversary and they were like yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so I hope this isn't like that, but it might be. Well, it was a gift <laughs> um, from my friend Josh, and I was looking it up. Uh, oh, it's a grape-based 
pomace brandy. So not pear. Not pear. Not even close. Idiot. What do you make out of pear? Is it's it close. You do Perry? make something out of... <laughs> Perrier. <laughs> you definitely make something out of pear. Um, well... No, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to. Google it doesn't it. matter. I'm just gonna drink. I'm not gonna make it. Or <laughs> well, but drink there are very it. important <laughs> things about it. We're drinking. Um, there are like requirements about it. So. Mm. Oh no. Oh, you only took a whiff, and you already said, "Oh no." Seeing this reaction is a lovely segue into <laughs> oh, con- congratulating no. you on your new gig. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh no! Best. That's the latest cast member of uh, Drunk Shakespeare. Yeah, having yep. his first drink and <laughs> left the room. Do you know any lines yet? Do you know how many shots you've got to do yet? Oh my god! I hope none of grappa. <laughs> what the fuck? I think you get to choose. Which means I'm in the other room, so I'm going to ask them to make well, it specifically grappa. I also hope I get well, to choose. Well, here's my question. Is it, so do you get to choose all what right, you drink and how right, much? All right, all right. Hold on. Everyone calm down. The, I have a question for I'm both of you. David. This is Dress for the Podcast You Want. Cool name. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, I'm almost out of port. I'm almost out of port. Um, this is my co-host, Megan Greener. Hello. Hi, Megan Greener. How are you? Oh, fine. Bursting full of questions. Yes, if you don't mind. But we mustn't get ahead of our sales. Whatever. And our guest today. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> is actor extraordinaire. Hey. Do, you, uh, do you prefer Andrew or Andy? Um, I... I Everyone calls me Andy. Your website says stage name is Andrew. Andrew Barrett. But feel free to call me Andy. Hi, Andy. How are you? I'm very well. Good. Happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here. And I'm so happy I don't have to drink grappa anymore. (laughs) Can I try it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Please. Do you want your own glass or do you want to have my leftovers? Because I'm not. Unless Josh Riffle is listening, in which case that was delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, just do it. You got to just, ooh, you got to, ooh. Oh, it's so oh. much. Oh, a lot. It is. It's just, it's just very, got really, juice tastes a really strong alcohol flavor. It's kind of grassy. Wouldn't this be a fun podcast? Just people tasting alcohols and going, <laughs> it tastes like <laughs> mm, grapes. <laughs> I'm and getting pissed. And I'm getting just gassy. trying to talk normally as they drink more I've throughout been, the episode. All right. This, mm. this was <laughs> tastes like a uh, mug. I don't taste this one anymore. <laughs> I think I liked it. Um, and Andrew <laughs> is an actor, a yep. Scottish actor in New York. Oh, it's really intimidating to have my website right there with lovely pictures of me actoring. Is that important? Stephen Moser's camera. For people to know. That what? That it's... That you're Scottish? Um, I don't know. It's a big part of my brand. It's like really lean into it here. I mean, I'm doing train spotting. Mm-hmm. Of course you so, are. Which is very Scottish. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I hadn't noticed. No, it's <laughs> one of our, we have to warn people as part That's of the thing. Do you ever walk into a room and they're like, oh, you're Scottish? Um, Not like, oh, you're Scottish. And I specifically have something against that, but like they weren't expecting it or. Yeah, I think, I think that it like, I don't know many Scottish actors here. And there's a bit of a myth about British actors, especially stage actors, and the training in that. So. Taking mm. taking all of our roles. Yeah, that and like the or training. The one about the, the penis. <laughs> both and both oh. aren't true, but I'll lean into both of them. Um, what's the What's the myth? Oh, uh, you know, just that because we've got classical training and everyone thinks that British actors. What I found, people think like, "Oh, you're British. You must be brilliant at Shakespeare." Um, I but you also are. So where I enjoyed it in Shakespeare, but it, it means that like you go into an audition room and you, you you've you, you've already got the benefit oh, the, of the doubt. You don't have to it. walk in and convince anybody of anything because they're all like have 
a slight pre- a, a, a positive prejudice <laughs> is what I've noticed. Um, Got it. Um, and I want to talk about train spotting and I want to talk about my own success and I want Megan to be able to ask all of her questions. Okay. Oh, is that but, how we're doing this? Well, but okay. I have to ask Andy the first question first. Okay. Andy. Yeah. Do you think you're a successful person? Oh, uh, in some ways. Yeah. Oh, go yeah. on. What ways? Um, at the moment, I'm having a really nice run in my acting career. Um, yeah. yeah. You're doing train spotting. I'm doing train spotting live. Off Broadway. Yeah. Which, if you don't and, know. And it's, that's no walk in the park for an actor. It's based on <laughs> the movie and the book. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. We saw it. Yeah. And we saw Andy, and he was all new. It's not, it's <laughs> for not, like a while. It's not a track that you could just put on any old actor. No. No. Nope. Definitely not. No. Have um, let's talk about you being nude for a little bit. Sure, well, this is the first time that that I've done it. Uh, I mean, on stage, not like in my life. I've ever been, <laughs> ever been nude. I've never seen I it before. I was pleasantly surprised. What I looked like. I am. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so you're because and everyone's warned. There's dudes. There's yes. nude. There's language. Nudity, there's there's signs sim- everywhere. Sex, simulated drug use. Yep. Scottish accents, needles, <laughs> um, and strobe lights. Like fifteen things. They just don't get it. Yeah, there are audience members that still come in completely surprised. Yeah. People yeah. left when we saw it. You got up naked the first time and had poopy on you. <laughs> yeah, sure the people next to me were like, "Nope, no." And they just peaced out. Yeah. Or maybe they just came to see that and were oh. like, "Okay, I've seen." I like the I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just came to see. Now I tell people that I've seen it. Done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what? What? Uh, so obviously, you knew there was nudity involved when you were going in. For yes, when I when I auditioned because the show's been running in the UK and in Australia for mm-hmm. about five, four, five years. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, it's, it's done really that. well. And this is, it's now been picked up by Brass Jar Productions, who you're about to start working with. Hooray. Um, <laughs> and Drunk Shakespeare. Uh, and I'd never seen it because it sells out the Edinburgh Fringe Festival immediately. Wow. Um, it's one of the most popular shows there. Uh, so but this I, is still an I, ongoing thing over there? Yeah, they did a run. They've got a whole UK cast. They did a run at the UK, uh, at the, in Edinburgh. I forget which venue. Oh, you're going to um, do like a, a, a foreign exchange <laughs> we were program. talking about having like a competition, like because there's a scene in Train Spotting where, you know, I have to, have to pull a condom out of a toilet. And yes, you do. Throw it at someone in the audience, but yes. make it look like I'm not aiming at anybody. Uh-huh. We talked about getting all the Rentons in a room and having like condom throwing competitions, <laughs> or like who's got the best aim with all the stuff like that. Oh no! How many? Because uh, it's a cast of Shut Up Email. Um, it's a cast of <laughs> seven. Seven. Uh-huh. How many are actually Scottish? Three. Myself, oh my uh, Lauren Downey, who plays um, Laura McEwen and, and, and a lot of other roles. And she played the mother? She played my mom. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. She's fab. She's from Dumbarton. Mm. Um, Greg Esplin, who originated the role of Tommy in the show. He's been with the show the longest. He is He's also in the, the New York cast? Sorry? He's in the New York cast? Yes. Oh, he, he started the show uh, you know, out of uni um, about five years ago with his theater company. Hmm. Um and that when it first started, it was something like three hours long. Had a cast of fifteen people, and they did wow. pretty much the entire book. Wow! Um, and it was it. It's now been pared down, and it got picked up by the King's Head Theatre, which is where Adam Spreadsbury Maher uh, took it on. Um, and then you know they pared it down so it, there's no scene changes. There's okay. not that many props. It's seventy five minutes of high octane. Um, wow! Silliness and drama. <laughs> uh, so that's the three Scots, and then so Greg's been with it. There's he's got. I think it's a guy called Finley McBain or Finley Bain um, that plays the role of Tommy in the UK now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And Greg's here doing it. Wow, amazing. Um, yeah. So that's a way that you're successful. 
Uh-huh. What else? You made it sound like there was more. Uh, I just wanted to be specific. Like, you know, some bits of my life are really successful. Some The cheese shop. The cheese. I'm really, I've had a renaissance of my cheese mongering skills. Oh. Cheese-monging. I've been munging cheese really well. <laughs> well. I mung at the most expensive food store in um, in New York. Can you, at, in um, for not assuming that anybody, okay, can, only because I don't know what that is. Can you tell us what mungy is. Oh, well, you know how you get like an iron monger or like a cheese a monger? Cheese monger. Yes. He's making it. So. He shouldn't be monging cheese. That sounds that's really dirty. Well, dude, iron mongers. I mean, that's it's like, you know, you're a baker, you bake. Okay. You're an iron monger, you a mong. There's okay. going to be a Mung. lot of words that Andy says that we go, hmm. <laughs> I'm going to, I can't clarify tell if he's, ta- if he's taken the piss. I might not. be a little. I don't I think, think it's just a fun word to use. Piss. People don't tend to mong. <laughs> In conversation often, but I think it should Not come in public. Because I just think like mung bean. Oh, <laughs> you could mung a bean. Maybe if you're a bean monger. It is a bean. A bean. It is a bean. Zay bean. Yeah. Zay bars. Zay bars. <laughs> How do you, and you like it? Or I do. Yeah, like I no one's gonna in a, in a deli gonna in listen. the UK for a long time and got really into selling like high-end food stuff maybe a bit of a snob actually Ooh. because we had really good coffee and cheese and i was a student and was get to take home all these like fantastic super expensive and decadent cheeses and patties and olives what and is stuff. your favorite oh. cheese my favorite cheese uh it's actually changed because the shop that i work in now doesn't sell my favorite cheese because oh, it's a winter cheese called vacheran montdor Ooh. and the, the cows that make you know your tom de savoie and a lot of the um friends french and swiss um, semi-soft cheeses during the winter they take the cows off the hills because it's too cold um, and feed them out of silos and make these really beautiful kind of brie type cheeses Ooh, I want to make this a regular segment <laughs> <That's> just like <laughs> talking just about cheese, about cheese. <laughs> but I know, I know what's quite... a winter cheese it means that the milk comes out in the winter or that, that... The, yeah that, like the, that's I mean Is most of the cheeses seasonal? are aged for like maybe 60 days at a minimum or, okay you know, so so yeah, brie takes about two months to, to make. So, you, you know, as soon as it gets cold, they'll like take them down and then there's a lot of seasonal cheeses. Okay, so what's your actual favorite? Well, there's one that they sell in the cheese shop, Eli Zabar's <laughs> trademark. I Hashtag. hope they pay me every time I say it. They do um, now. <laughs> uh, and um, it's really, it's called queso iberico and it's a bit like a manchego. It's a mix of cow, sheep and goat milk. Ooh, and it's really Mediterranean. Yeah, it it's got like top milks. notes of olive oil and stuff and it's really lovely oh my god well i mean doing this has to be actually a nice reprieve from from train spotting it's two (laughs) two totally different worlds yeah um do you ever get confused and you wake up off the couch all naked covered in shit and you're like no i'm in the can i get you a a provolone no shit (laughs) he wakes up he's got like cheese he's got like brie up his back (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i i it's nice to have the two different worlds. Mm-hmm. It is a bit mad at the moment working nine till five. Sure. And then going straight to a theater and yeah. just having to get you know into your preparation as an actor. Um, sometimes we do two, three shows a night and finish at 11 and then start the next day. And I've never had to, this is the hardest that I've worked in my life. Yeah. Um, we do three of that shows sometimes. Sometimes on a Saturday, yeah, we do. Oh, uh, um, we haven't recently, but in, in July and, and beginning of, October, of August, we did... Uh, uh, a 5.30, a 7.30 and a 9.30 show because the show's 75 minutes so you basically just finish the show you know get cleaned up yeah. 
as much as you can. And then go back to dancing, right? Yeah, it raving. It starts with like a you rave, interactive. It's pretty nuts by that third show because it feels a bit like Groundhog Day. Also, there's like built-in bits of improv where I tend to be stealing drinks from the audience. Sure. So by that, that third show, I'm like... I was going like, to say, I'm like, like, how, how different are loosey-goosey are things by the third show? Like, well, or do you even remember have had it? a few drinks as well. Yeah. Usually the 9.30s are a bit leery um, <laughs> because people have been at the pub until 9.30, um, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, and you'll learn this when you start doing your. I'm very excited. Your, uh, I hope it's not grappa. So um, <laughs> it's not grappa. I just tried it again. It's still bad. It's still. Um, uh, so yeah, it doesn't I, breathe well. I got a whole bunch of fucking success to talk about this. You week. do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm doing Drunk Shakespeare. I'm uh-huh. going to be in an off-Broadway play called Drunk Shakespeare that everyone knows about. That's right next door to Train Spotting, which is going to be dope as hell. So uh-huh. you and Andy will be neighbors and probable in some ways collaborators, especially if one pops into another per- per- yeah. person. Yeah, you can show. hear each other's shows. Like when we're yeah. raving, you can hear our rave. And like normally, you guys play um, celebrate good times at some point in your show, uh-huh. which coincides with a moment in Train Spotting where we kick a pregnant lady in the stomach. And ah, the yes. counterpoint of those two things is really yes. it's very purposeful. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. good times and then that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> backstage furiously trying to hold the door shut to blast to block some of those. <laughs> so if you don't know about Drunk Shakespeare, it's uh, five person cast and they do the play Macbeth, which I'm so five. Wow. Is it, I think it's only five. Dude, I don't know. It seems like there's an army of them, but they work really hard. Yeah, so I think there's only five. Um, and I'm very comfortable saying Macbeth now because I used to be very superstitious about it, but I don't fucking care. Well, I mean, care. you're not, Even in, like, we're in, not in a performance space, so you're what? okay. Like, you oh, my wor- the world is my theater. Oh, that's a good line, that. Did I you see. come up with that? Yes. All the world's uh, theater. <laughs> ah, that's <laughs> nice. All the world's good, good rhythm stage. to it. All the world's my stage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, I see. Uh, so it's five people doing the show of Macbeth, and at the beginning of each performance, one actor takes like four shots yeah. and then there's someone who gets assigned the king from the audience and they have a bell and they get to assign the actor two more shots at various points in the show mm-hmm. um and so i'm gonna get my drink on for a while it's a show i love and i'm really excited and i love a lot of these actors and so that has sort of uh become i'm in a i'm in a real like uh when it rains it pours like work begets work situation yeah, right yeah, now because yeah, yeah. i did like a little festival and now i'm doing drunk shakespeare and because of that festival somebody saw me and wanted wants me to like go straight to callbacks for a film um and Good. there's just all this like shit happening and i went to therapy last week mm-hmm. and uh i so i i have a history of bipolar disorder in my family and right. this was the time that i finally like took a diagnosis to see if I have bipolar or not. And I don't. And that's not a victory or a success. I think just doing the thing is a huge is deal a success. to step up and, and, yeah. and do that. That's a, yeah. So I may have something closer to like cyclothymic disorder, which is like the, I mean, the first question for bipolar totally not like was like, nope. You don't have it because um, you have to do meet you have all the requirements. That was the first question: oh, was, was do you have bipolar disorder? <laughs> and I said no. Great. And then I said wait, yes. And then I said wait, and then ah, they threw oh. me off a bridge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it was uh, so for bipolar disorder. Right, there's depression and there's uh, mania. Right, mm-hmm. so a hypomanic state of like 
People, you start making big grandiose plans to totally and, and like, people yeah, think yeah. that it's like sad versus happy which is not the case it's just like high energy it's often characterized by irritability um and they were like so the first requirement is you have to have been in a hypomanic state for a minimum of four days and i was just like oh, oh no. no we've never no 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 no, no. wow um, sounds exhausting like i've definitely been in depressed states for more than one day or more than two days um but definitely not like I've never been hypomanic for no. for four days. That would be, whew, that would be rough. Yeah. And I'm glad you're backing me up on that because that was the other thing, was I was like maybe Megan would come in and be like, oh no, yeah, you've yeah. definitely done that, mm. and I would be like, I don't know, I had no idea. Uh huh. Um, Demands a lot of self awareness, right? Right. Yeah. And I got into a fight with my therapist, really? which is also always very healthy okay. because I was like. We were talking about it, and I was talking about, you know, I, I fear maybe I just don't know myself well enough to, like, self-diagnose. And he was like, this isn't self-diagnosis. I'm here, too. And I was like, yeah, but you just read me questions out of a book, and I answered them. Like, sure, there's some, like, uh, interpretation of those answers through your expertise, but at the end of the day, like, I could buy that book, and I could ask myself these questions and decide whether or not I do or don't have these things and he was like mm, that's not the same and then he punched me uh <laughs> no he, it was a great he didn't punch me he just we just we disagree and that's fine it's fine to disagree mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and now now i'm done talking about myself for a while <laughs> thank god that's over doing that though Thanks. Definitely, that's, that's the huge that Therapy achievement. rules. Just, you succeeded even if you didn't win bipolar disorder. I know. There's always next time. <laughs> there's, right? always, yeah, you know. there's always the next round. Now I know uh, the answers. I can just go back and cheat. Great. They'll be you like, know. have you ever been like, yes. Go ahead and ask me. <laughs> I, I, this. I studied really hard. <laughs> um, and I started, I wanted to do the diagnosis, honestly, because I found a book at Barnes and Noble, I was just like browsing stuff and it was about bipolar disorder. And I saw the list of questions in the beginning and I was just sort of like browsing through them. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, I definitely relate to a lot of this. And a lot of the, a lot of the symptoms I do. And a lot of them, I was like, these are, I feel like these are so normal. Uh Mm -hmm. And my fear was like, do I think they're normal because they're normal or do I think they're normal because I'm broken? Um, and my normal is like different, but there were stuff like I think they were just about what depression and hypomanic hypomania are about, right? It was like periods of irritability. I was like, yeah, I fucking live in New York. It was irritable. <laughs> yeah. it's not- well, it seemed to be when you when you finally brought broached the subject to to your therapist and you said, I think I want to take this test. He wanted it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he wanted it, ready. but he was never going to put those words in your mouth and say, I think you need to take this test. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so course. that in Especially itself, if like, yeah, you don't want to yeah. create that truth. Exactly. Well, he also called it. He was postulating cyclothymic from the beginning. Was and he? so when that happened, he didn't say, he didn't go. Postulating yes, cyclothymic. But like, I just want to say that. That's my good band name. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> um, But he was like, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Andy, you go to therapy? I, I did, yeah, for a little while. Do you know it anymore? Uh, no, no, I um, couldn't finish my schedule but i think everybody should i i think that it's a, completely it's a, agree especially in this city it's really important to have someone to talk to that isn't invested in your life like you know i mean if we don't if you don't go and see a therapist you end up using your friends yeah and your partners or your art who are or your arts yeah and if it and i i say you i mean i i don't want to 
Use your I statements. I'd be a bad therapist because I'd be very aggressive. I'd be like, Andy, <laughs> use your I statements. You don't know what I do. Um, and I, I think, you know, there's a, there's always a stigma around it that it's admitting some kind of de- defeat. But oh, it's, yeah. yeah. It's more like maintenance than mm-hmm. um, convalescence, I always think. it's. I mean, it's like going to any other medical specialist. If yeah. you woke up to a weird growth in your mouth, you'd go to a dentist. Yeah. If you woke up to a weird growth on your butt, you'd go to a dentist. But a dentist. And say, Look at this. Because I'm dating my dentist. A butt um, a buttologist. A, don't don't help me. A butt. <laughs> don't don't a proctologist? Or maybe just a yeah. dermatologist. And if you woke up to Depends a weird where. growth yeah. in <laughs> your brain. Not your brain, but your mind. Mm-hmm. Your emotions. Yeah. <laughs> if you had an emotional growth. Mm-hmm. Wait. Now those are good things to have. <laughs> emotional growth. I see you've got some emotional growth. Yeah. Yep. Yes, yes, I do. Great. <laughs> um, how's your personal success, dog? Um, how's my personal success? Well, it's, it's because I'm working so much at the moment, I've kind of just been putting my blinkers on and like trying to be as productive as possible. And I've, because of that, not been so successful at maintaining a lot of friendships in New York. And you go through these times where you've got loads of time in, time in your hands and you can see all your friends and, and maintain a lot of friendships. And at the moment, I, I ain't got a great deal to spare. Um, mm. So you hang I'm out just, with the cast? Yeah. I mean, the cast are amazing. Good. Like they're such, they've become like family. Um, and we get to do this brilliant story together and it's so silly. Um, <laughs> but also kind of important. Like it's, it's, it's I love it. And I've definitely just been investing in that group of people. And you, um, you had family of yours recently come. See I this. did. Yeah. yeah I had yeah. my whole, my mum, my dad, my gran came to see the show. Oh. Yeah. How did that go? Pretty good. She went to go and see the UK show first. Okay. Um, okay. As like, she's on her own. Because I warned her, I was like, gran, I'm, I'm naked in it. And she was like, I've seen it. I was I like, know, not for the... 20 years, at least you haven't. And did you, right. did you warn her about like all the heroin that I do and the like heroin and then the poop like and stuff poop, like, yeah. yeah yeah I did I didn't want well I tried to I kind of I <laughs> I warned her as much as I could and then she sent me a really nice card being like I'm 79. she sent you a card she sent me a card yeah being like good luck but also like I won't be shocked I'm 79 oh. I will be fine I will and be then fine. she sent you a card afterwards <laughs> I've seen some things it was a red card I will be fine um, <laughs> yeah no they, they they did really well at taking all that stuff on because it's it's a lot of issues. It's so close to home for Scottish people to see that story. And also it's a, got a lot of issues that affects a lot of different families. So a lot of us identify with that kind of thing. Um, but it's good. It gave it gave us a, a, a focal point to talk about some of these issues, which is the purpose of good art, I guess. Can you, you know, can, show you, is, can you talk about that? I don't know what um, that means. I don't want to... Hey, Megan? Yeah? Step with me into the serious corner for a moment. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. What... What issues? Like heroin? Is that yeah? Her- heroin addiction is something that's affected my family quite directly. Oh, mm-hmm. um, but isn't something that we really talk about mm-hmm. um, or see- seek out any resources on how to help you know families that that have that in, in it. And um, so I was worried that it was going to be quite triggering for a lot of people in the family. Mm. Um, but it it actually gave a lot of. It was, it's always good for people to see their stories told on stage. And I think it was really important, particularly for my grand, to see her story like told. Wow. Mm. Um, and that was yeah. part of what you had warned her about and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
I was like, you're going to see your grandson. Dude, I do a lot of heroin you in that show. You do a yeah. lot. I don't yeah, know, you know, that's, yeah. just can't get enough of it. There's that's the whole thing. It's very Moorish. And um, uh, and everyone says that I look like the member of the family who's who's, who's struggling with addiction. And I so see. I was worried that it's going to be sure. really difficult for them. But they, you know, everyone stepped up and it matters. It's why I give a fuck about this show because mm. it's um depicts people that are living with addiction quite in quite a hum, human fashion mm-hmm. while also being wrapped up in this ridiculous romp. The first half of it is this like ridiculous high energy kind of, it's a bunch of clown pieces really. It's yeah. it's rude and it's anarchic. And then there's this tipping point where suddenly there's a cost. It's a bit like when you have an ecstasy pill that you'll feel great and you'll love everybody and everything's beautiful and funny and hilarious for a few hours, but then you've stolen your happy for the next few days and yeah, you're going to feel rotten. Yeah. Yeah. And um, how do you, how do you know that? <laughs> uh, Wikipedia. Um, All right. Yeah, I right. had to because I'm a cop. Oh, great! <laughs> Just so you know. So I glad you can make it. Oh, cool. We're cops. <laughs> we're both cops. <laughs> awesome. This is a really elaborate ruse. <laughs> this is the microphones. This is best in him. You have my website up. This is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let's look at your website. News. Sure, have a flick through. Beautiful black and white pictures. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank this you, Stephen Moser. Another good mm. podcast segment is describing someone's website. Yes. Well, the words, words Andrew Barrett are at the top. No, look. Here's this is a great fucking picture of you, yes. isn't it? So yeah. that's Travis. Emery Hackett took them in uh, May, the day after I shaved my head. We were going in, we, we set up the photo shoot and then I called Claire Edmonds, our resident director, and was like, I've got curly hair. Yeah. It's ginger. I've been playing puck for six months. Um, <laughs> in your previous rentons, he's got a shaved head and famously in the movie does too. Um, and I think it called for a shaved head. So I was like, should I get this done before tomorrow? And they went, yes. So who <laughs> yes, shaved you it? Did you go to a Mariah shaved place? it actually. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah, we got a video floating around online on it. It was really she was great. She because I was really nervous. Um because I've been growing my hair out for the last gig and was always fussing with it. And it was part of my like look and it was a big sure. bit of my identity. That's like I was a guy with ginger curly hair. So was this um, your first time ever having it shaved this close to your head? Yeah, first time for 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 a number of years, and certainly first time since I started losing my hair, all the men in my family have a widow's peak, and mine's really showing through now that I'm 26. <laughs> and so I was worried about revealing that. Like, this is bullshit, man. I'm getting losing my hair before I get a proper beard. It's crap. Um, but but it's also now, six months later, it's really liberating to to just have... I, re- I really dig the shaved head. I'm actually getting headshots tomorrow. Oh, it's great. Um, for it. Yeah, how long? Are you going to do transparent forever? Yeah, we've just... When's this, get, when's this getting uh, released? Uh... Uh, next week so yeah. great cool so Our, speaking to the future by the time this drops go on. we can safely say that the show is continuing until January oh. 27th congratulations alright because the first extension was to October 20th right yes okay. well the first run was till August 25th and great. then we got extended until October 20th and That's we are now amazing. continuing until because this will go January. out on October 10th is the tickets time? went on sale today the just big public announcement hasn't gone out yet so okay. is it going to be out, out by the, the 10th yeah 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 alright dope go see Trains yeah. Yeah, go actually see this show it is so good and yes. wild and butt crazy uh, i said butt crazy l- literally mean butt crazy i mean there is a lot of butts and it's pretty crazy yeah it's it's i had such a good time and i thought i think it's really interesting right because it's a very serious show with a lot of serious shit to it and so many people <laughs> think that it's like i mean it's both but 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 the, the thing like i've i love show score because yeah. i love reviews given by doofuses <laughs> and some people who use show score are doofuses and some people who uh, work at nasa are doofuses everyone's a doofus it's uh, fine. yes and so some spots. of the reviews are like 
this show, right, because there's a difference between some reviews of some shows are like, I didn't like it because butts. And it's like, well, all right, you should have read. You should have done <laughs> a better looked. job. Sure. Uh-huh. Some of them are uh, like, uh, this show glorifies violence and drugs and says that it's all good and that's the life that you should live. And it's just like, no. That's what somebody said about Trainspotting? Mm. Yes. The, I, they, people, they I bet not... that person left in the first exactly. half. I was going to say, yeah. like, they didn't yeah. watch the end of the show. No. Because we do. We spend the first half being like, drugs are awesome. They are super fun. They're delicious. Like, you're you're, yeah. you're really, <laughs> look how funny and sick. Look at these hijinks you can get up to on drugs. And yeah. then, because it's true, drug, otherwise you people wouldn't do them. Like, there's a whole part of party drugs. I mean, that's why they're called fucking party drugs. They're fun as fuck. <laughs> yeah, they're not <laughs> called sit in your room drugs. No, you know, uh, and there's too many bits of art out there about like the cost and it just gets a little preachy. Whereas we give a little bit more of a balanced thing of being like, look, you can have a lot of fun on them, but the second half of the show is like, mm-hmm. here's some pretty worst case scenarios of what can happen. It's, yeah. It gets scary. It, it uh, does. It when, does. when the strobe lights happen. The nightmare scene, yeah. <sighs> Woof, yeah. a doodle. I was by myself at that point. Megan and I got separated it because uh, the two some of the actors come. came up and got on the, the bus or the train or whatever train and separated us. So I had two empty seats to my left and three empty seats to my right from where all those people left because of the duty. We should point out there's a lot of audience participation in this. It's very, like, it's We're very involved. Super yeah. active. Yeah. So I was like, that was all happening and all the strobes were happening and it's a nightmare sequence. And I was just like, what? fuck is <laughs> like I felt like I was, I was on drugs not in a good way we've had people say that they get like uh, contact highs or like you know the, we have we we reach out to a lot of uh, communities of people that are working through addiction like uh, <laughs> uh, no seriously like, like a scared straight program why no kind of more like like harm reduction centers just so people who don't normally get into theater can like see their story told cool uh-huh. we're not like <laughs> Not scared straight, like, know. look what happens. You want to do this? Yeah. But just to kind of, to to remind people that are dealing with that, that like you're human beings and you're just dealing yeah. with a disease. You are not a party of one. There are many like you. There yeah. Are like any, it can happen to anybody, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, but I can, I've, I'm not sure how I can say this in a way that's like, I've started to get a pretty good radar for people in the audience. They give a certain kind of look where I'm like, this matters to you in a different way. This is landing. And it isn't like people watching the show in a voyeuristic way, like I can see people uh-huh. looking like you're, it's, 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 a, it's like a kind of guarded look on like, I'm really, mm. I connect with this, but you've got to be really careful about it because like I'm just getting to sure. play around at being an addict for 75 minutes and then walk away from it. And I really care about telling that story compassionately and not just making rent in this like Gollum-esque yes. caricature. And then when I see people in the audience who have dealt with that in the past and they've mm-hmm. been so many years clean you can tell because it's it's an ongoing thing that requires maintenance for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, and to have some like... They don't get to walk away from it. Yeah. yeah. And it really matters when we have people that see the show come up to us afterwards and say like, thank you. You, we, you did it did it justice and like did, made it accessible to people who won't know what that world is like. Because mm-hmm. um, you can't. I mean, that's why the thing is called train spotting. Do, do either of you know what train spotting actually I do. is? Actually, Great. I kind of don't know what the Take a guess. term means. I, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, but that's and it's important because nobody in New York really knows. It's, we we feel it. I'll say it. I'll say it badly, and you articulate sure, it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Train spotting is uh, it means like you're really good at one, usually useless thing. Huh. Uh, right. 
No. Oh, kind of. I mean, yeah, sort of in a vague. So it's a it's a hobby that people do. It's like you go to. It's a bit like bird watching, but it's train spotting, and you go and sit in a in Wait a. Wait a minute. You keep talking. I'm gonna Google. Okay, sure. And you sit in, <laughs> and you sit in a in a train station, and you take meticulous notes on when the trains arrive, how many carriages are on, how many people get on and off, what the serial numbers and all the trains are. And just details and details and details and spent hours doing this and filling up these books. And um, they just log all this information. Just log. And it's like, it's just a hobby and it's pointless. And you either get it and you or you don't. And it takes up all of your life. And people that are in it think that it's the best thing ever. Like it's just, it's the top. A lot like heroin addiction. Like you either understand it or you don't. You're either in the club or you're not. Sure. And if you are in it, it takes up all of your time. Huh. Um. Well, and maybe I read something about how, like, because, like, I love the movie. And when the second mm-hmm. movie came out, my mom and I watched it. We were like, dope. Um, not, that was a bad choice of phrase. But <laughs> yeah, um, and we were reading about, like, in the first movie, in mm-hmm. Trainspotting, um, each character sort of, like, has a thing that is that sort of, like, right? The one character has, uh, like, the James Bond trivia, yeah, they yeah, they've got their like, obsessions. They've got a thing that is very important to them, and they get it, and it's part of their world, and nobody else, like, does. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for anybody who hasn't seen the show or the movie or read the book, what is your character's, like, thing? Oh, sure. Um, well, for Renton, it's it's heroin. He's, okay. he's just, he thinks that it's, he's found the answer, and that anybody that um, invests in life or relationships or jobs or girlfriends or monies or flats or whatever have got it wrong because huh. it's like, you're going to die anyway. So what's the point? Um, hmm. You might as well just like, he's, he lives this really simple life where he doesn't have to worry about any of that stuff. Hmm. Doesn't have to worry about how he looks because he's got heroin. And when you don't have heroin, all you care about is getting it. And when you get it, you don't care about anything. Wow. So he thinks he's, he's really smart for having found this. Huh. Um, I mean that's part of his shtick as well. He 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 loves thinking that he's smarter than everybody. He steals <laughs> Kierkegaard from yeah yeah. That's true. He's like this little. I started a podcast. Um, <laughs> nah. so podcasting is my train spotting. Mm-hmm. I don't actually let anybody listen to it. I just record it. And then you listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. Just delete mm-hmm. our voices. <laughs> <laughs> I memorize everyone else's tracks and then I re-record it with my own voice. It's bad. <laughs> I have a problem. I have to say it's very bad. Um, but you're very good in train spotting. Congratulations. Yes. Thanks. I really do hope people go and see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then come say hi to me at Drug Shakespeare. Yeah, walk down the You hallway. can actually see both shows. I'm sure there's a way of seeing both shows in one night and we should come out with some kind of oh, like a deal. special ticket yeah. thing. I mean, that's a lot. I think you should see train spotting and then Drunk Shakespeare so you end on like a... In woo, that order. Um, yeah. <laughs> and who knows, if you pick the right night, you might see both and it happens to be a night that... Andy is the cameo in David's show. Yeah. yeah. You can say, I just saw him. Oh. Yeah. And then you'll be in on all of the jokes. All of them. All of or them. see Drunk Shakespeare. I'll pop in and then you go, oh, I will go and see that right now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think um, it works. I'm not sure when, but <laughs> there's going to be heaps of both shows over the festive period. Yeah, exactly. I'm really excited. Right. So I'm going into rehearsals. Yep. I'll be a, doing rehearsals next week when this episode goes out. Um, and then hopefully I'll start going out in November. Great. Road trip to New York. I put a post about it and so many people I know have not seen the show, which was surprising to me. Oh, it's been running for a long time. Four years. Like it sells out. It does. It gets really great audiences in. And I have. People come back. Hmm. I mean, there's like, it is a great show. 
at the same time, I don't know how they do it. I don't know because it's the same show. It's always Macbeth, and they've been doing just Macbeth for four years. Five actors. It's so good. I'm really mm. excited, y'all. But there's this so much improv in it. Like I, I was really, it was there a is. pleasure to get to share your audition with you. And just see, like you're super quick, and <laughs> so that's what keeps. It, I mean, that's I've got a lot of improv and train spotting as yeah. well, and that's what keeps it fresh for me. There's like set bits where I'm like, I don't know how this moment's going to go because I have to riff off what someone's wearing, or like it has to be specific to where the audience are, and that's a like, there's so much more of that in drunk Shakespeare. A similarity that the shows have, which I really like, being that they're under the same production company, right? Mm-hmm. They're both under Brass, yeah, Brass Jar Productions, um, yeah, Scott Griffin. Both shows do this thing where an actor will reference an audience member and like reference how they look. I think the night we saw it, you were like. Yeah, like this uh, Truman Capote looking motherfucker yeah. here. And I was like, and they do that in Drunk, Drunk Shakespeare too. Uh, and I was like, that is such a specific ability, right? I, I'm so bad at putting faces to names. It's something I'm going to have to really get used to doing. Because um, if I tried to do that, I would be like, yeah, like this, uh, that actor in yep. uh, the TV yeah. sh- it's on NBC. <laughs> um, you know what, you've seen it. It's got... What's his name from fucking Doctor Who? Yeah, so like instead, <laughs> I just make sure it's a compliment. I did it at my audition and I was like, like the fucking lost Wahlberg brother over here. And like, as long as it's a good thing, as long as it's something, someone would be like, oh, Wahlberg. Thank you. That's nice. Uh, I think that's drunk Shakespeare. Definitely more lean into like complimenting your audience. Trainspotting, I'm specifically asked. There's one point where I was specifically told that you have to pick the, the meanest thing you can say about something. But I, like, apart from like, um, xenophobic sort of business. Yeah, sure. Like, um, if someone gets to the way of me and heroin, I can call them anything. So if you <laughs> But want. the trick is for that moment, if you know that there's a moment in the show where you have to do that, three or four scenes before where you're not doing much talking, you're thinking about clock it. who it is yeah. and yeah. then work out exactly and kind of like say it in your head a few times so that when you get to that moment, you just can kind of... Although it's chaotic, there's you feel safe in the room because it's clear, it's on a... It's a really well keeled ship is that um, a phrase can you keel a, a ship a whale a whale a well keeled ship this shit's well oiled <laughs> machine this ship it's got I a like keel it's keel. Totally keel that sounds nautical, <laughs> that sounds <laughs> nautical. <laughs> this even keel is that admirable this sloop yeah. has been well oared <laughs> well, <laughs> you i mean i think we were mainly talking about this like as we were setting up so like we weren't even on it recording yet but there is a there's moment. a time when we're not recording have you started recording? Ugh. I don't remember if we were recording when we were talking about this, but you mentioned that um, with the right timing within one evening, somebody from Strain- Train Spotting actually stops in and makes a cameo in Drunk Shakespeare. Yeah, I'll I'll yeah. run through like five minutes after we bow. There's a moment where Drunk Shakespeare. I, I can't remember what happens in Macbeth, but they play turned down for what, and one of the actors from Train Spotting bursts in, <laughs> usually covered in glow sticks and in some state of undress. Um, <laughs> And intoxication that isn't that. alcohol. Uh, and and we dance around until we realize that we're in the wrong room. A mm-hmm. um, bit of banter happens between Drunk Shakespeare and Trainspotting on who's the more Scottish show. <laughs> um, you know, like, who the fuck are you? Well, I'm Mark fucking Renton. Who the fuck are you? He's like, I'm the king of Scotland. I'm like, not with that accent. Blah, blah. That's <laughs> going to be my track. We're going to do you that. You guys are going to talk to each other. Um, all right. So wait. definitely buy tickets for both if you want to mm-hmm. see both of these Get your guys tickets now. Yeah. It's closing. Oh, we'll just give away this bit that of invisible theater. That moment is worth like all of it. Yeah. Just re- it re- revealed it all. Um, what has been your greatest success this week, Andy? Oh, damn. Uh, what day is it? Wednesday. Um, what has been? It's actually goodness? not Wednesday. It is Tuesday. Oh, it is, whole, it is totally Tuesday. <laughs> so either oh within God. the past three days or like from Tuesday to Tuesday. Um, oh, we had a really, I don't know. My life is circling around the show at the moment. So I'm like in it. Um, mm. 
we sold out and had a really good standing ovation, Aww. which we don't get often, but like, because, <laughs> you know, because it's such a mix, but it's nice when like everybody was there, they were really here for it um, oh, on great. Saturday night. That was a really good feeling. Um, I paid off some debts this week. That was really nice. Really making some proper money that I, because I have, it was really lovely. Um, <laughs> I don't maintenance. Like I haven't had any big like hoorah epiphany success moments, but I'm doing good work and like, I actually, my success today is, is a bit more of like a, a, a light bulb moment where today's my first day off in about, uh, I haven't had a full Ever. day off because yeah. I work in the cheese shop sometimes and it doesn't correlate. So today was the day where I'm not doing the cheese shop and I'm not doing the show. And I realized that like, I got some perspective on um, some things that I like, I, I realized that because I've been working so hard, I've been hunkering down and kind of pushing forward through in exhaustion without like checking in with my own emotional health. Mm. And I today had a bit of breathing room and was like, oh, I I realized that I got a few things wrong um, in the past week. Like I, I I made a decision and then just like hunkered down to it. Um, I can't get into a great deal of it, but I just like no, no. sent some overly emotional emails. I then realized like it wasn't, if, I, if I'd had a day off, I wouldn't have done that. Um, but saw that as like a, my success today was to really invest time in, maintaining my emotional health like yeah. I, I, i'm think i'm like it's great i'm making loads of money right now doing this job but i'm actually burning out a bit and i think sure it's good for me to recognize that so i can like maybe not work so much in this yeah. shop so i have a, a bit more time off and i'm not spending my two days off a week I or mean, my one full day off hang on like well, you should you should take a nap yeah. Yes, I think if we, I do, I actually do, I do take a nap. I, the best thing about train spotting oh. is the fact that our set is a mattress oh, and true. a couch, and yes. I finish work at four or five o'clock, and my call time is at six, so I get to have a nap in Midtown. Like there's the theaters <laughs> on Forty Seventh and Forty Eighth on Eighth Avenue, I get to go there and have a nap, and like they put the workers off and go into a little off Broadway theater and have a sleep under a duvet that's kind of covered in shit. Um, <laughs> Just but for like an hour it? before, you, yeah, it was a bit of shite between friends. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, I'm so grateful for it. Because, you know, like you're in New York and you've got like a few hours to kill. Yeah. You know, really, so you end up spending money in like a coffee shop. You end up eating because there's nothing else to do. Right. Yeah. And you don't want to go home because it's it's a whole ordeal. You need yeah. a passport. Um, <laughs> like, And I'm like, I can go and have a nap. Um, it's wonderful. I really hope that that continues in our next leg. Good. All right, um, Megan, how do we end it? Uh, uh, you mean like with another question or no we're done with questions question time is over now is the end well, how do you want to end it David I want to end it with a joke this guy this guy right here I don't um, do a lot of planning Andy okay tell us a joke okay wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even like I was like a joke okay it was like that's me I've got that right <laughs> so there's there's a it's a long joke, but I don't right, care. Megan, you can, it's you can, the, it's you can the end it of the episode, so whatever he says, we have to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's there's this there's this elderly couple. Megan, could you, could you give me a gentleman's name? Um, uh, Gerard. Gerard, yeah. and could you give me a lady's name? Tiffany. Megan, Tiffany. Okay. No, so not Tiffany. Tiffany. Okay, that's going to be really <laughs> fun to say so many times. Um, Gerard and Tiffany, um, and they are celebrating their sixtieth wedding anniversary um it's also gerard's turned 80 and 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 they've been together for forever all right they got married when they were 20 i'm doing math. okay yep and tiffany says to gerard these 60 years have been wonderful 
um, let's really pull out all the stops when we celebrated today. And they just live in this little bungalow um, at the end of the street in like a tiny town in fucking Somerset. Why not? <laughs> and um, Gerard said, yes. Do you remember when we were, you know, oh, 25 and we'd only, we hadn't even celebrated our silver wedding? Um, and we went to France and we went to the Rhone Valley and we had snails and we ate those snails with like a bit of garlic sauce and some cognac and like, and, and Tiffany had grappa because it's her favorite drink. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And Tiffany was like, oh, yes, I remember that, Jared. That was the best. Let's do that. There's a little farmer's market today. You'll be able to get down to the shop and buy some snails. So Tiffany sends him off and Jared goes like, yep, I'll, I'll go. And it's only in town. I'll be back in two hours. We'll spend the whole day together. And Tiffany says like, great, but, but, but don't mind and don't go to the pub today, Jared. Like, just go and get the snails and then come straight home. And he's like, of course, I'll be two hours. I'll be right back. <laughs> so he goes, but um, this was uh, in the middle of that hurricane that happened last week um what was it what was the hurricane that was really annoying um doesn't matter and it hurricane it, paul that one and um <laughs> it won't be last week it'll be two weeks ago when this comes out because we're talking to the future hope we're still here <laughs> um and the the farmer's market has moved to just right at the end of their street he doesn't even need to go into town picks up a bag of snails and starts making his way back up and he passes the pub and he looks at his watch and he's like oh i've still got like an hour and a half before i have to be back i'll just nip in for one pint He's got his bag of snails. I'll go for one. It'll be great. So he goes in, sees Davy the barman, has, has, a, has a drink, looks at his watch. Oh, I've still got 45 minutes. I'll have one more and then I'll get home and it'll be great to have a bit of a, like, I'll be in a good mood and celebrate my anniversary. Has his pint, is leaving and his best friend Bobby walks through the door. He hasn't seen him for 40 years. And he goes, oh, Bobby, you know, they, I can't not buy you a pint. You know, but Bobby says, like, I'll get you a drink. Come on, I'll buy you a pint. Bobby gets him a drink and he's looking at his watch. So it's fine, I can, I can squeeze it in. But then of course, if Bobby's got him a drink, he has to get Bobby a pint. <laughs> you know, he doesn't want to be rude. He hasn't seen him for 40 years. And then they end up putting a few shots away. The bartender's buying them drinks and then ding, 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 last orders. It's the middle of the night. He's oh wasted the whole day and he's smashed. Gerard, totally pissed. Tiffany's fucking sitting at home. She's cooked the dinner. It's gone cold. She's sitting, waiting, raging. Gerard starts making his way up the street, singing a little song to himself. Leathered with his little bag of snails. And um, <laughs> decides, I'm not going to go through the front door because like, she'll be so angry. I'll just, I'll just creep in the back. And he goes around to the back door. But because of this hurricane, it's really wet outside. And he slips and fucking chucks the bag of snails into the air. It bursts open and the snails go everywhere. So Tiffany hears this, runs to the back door, opens it up. Just in a flash, Jared looks up at her and looks down and goes, come on, boys, we're nearly home. Uh, <laughs> like you made the snails walk. Oh, my God. All right. If, if you didn't like the last five minutes, you got to go see Train Spotting at 777 8th Avenue and chuck shit at Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, thanks for, for spending your day off with us. Thanks for having me. It's been uh, Megan? Yes. I like your shirt. Yeah? Yep. Cool. Bye. Bye. Bye.